Welcome. Pull up a seat, relax, and pour yourself a drink. You're invited to listen in on Bean and Bowman share life stories and personal perspectives. So I need to say that in full disclosure, even though you're going to, you know, you may think that these are just two very good friends having a conversation, which we are, but for full disclosure, um, this is, uh, this is my father-in-law and I am his son-in-law. So uh, just wanted everyone to know that from the get-go. Um, but our, our relationship, I Right. I think our relationship is is really close. I think we have some very honest conversations. I think we get along really well. And I'm just really so grateful for that. So let me just uh, tell you that today's topic is the psychology of creative marketing. Steve has tremendous expertise in this subject. Uh, for the, the fact is, is that he has a Bachelor of Arts from Michigan State University majoring in psychology. He got his MA at the Western Michigan University with a major in clinical psychology. Uh, he's currently in the doctoral program in clinical psychology at California Southern University. It's an online program with an emphasis on the psychology of creative marketing. So we're really, we've really come to the right person when it comes to that. Um, as far as his uh, occupational experiences are concerned, they're quite vast but primarily the areas of uh, having worked uh, uh, as a vice president of sales at the uh, Bay City Foundry Company for a number of years. He was director of marketing for American Laboratories. Um, and from 1985 uh, until uh, 2021, he was the co-owner and president of Universal Coin Laundry Machinery. And from 2006, he co-owned and operated Woodward Coin Laundry in Detroit. This is somebody who really meet brings theory and practical together which is something we have we lack a lot i think in 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 our world in terms of when we hear of life wisdom so i'm just super excited uh, also you know i we have a, a list of uh, of your uh, of your accomplishments it's a long list <laughs> and uh, i just want to like hit on a couple of them i i think they're just fantastic uh, you hosted a uh, business radio program in the detroit market 40,000 regular listeners that's incredible appeared in hundreds of tv commercials steve bean wrote three books one of which was a fiction that's i got to tell you that's one of my that's one of my goals in life you've traveled all over the world you have a fabulous wife for the past 32 years and that that's again a tremendous tremendous accomplishment i'm sure you've got some uh, important insights on 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 how to make that happen you've done stand up comedy in front of 450 people that cannot have been easy you have you have wonderful grandchildren and children and soon and and also a, a great granddaughter and soon you're going to have another grand a great grandchild in a few months uh, you've worked and volunteered um, in palliative care and hospice and orthopedic surgery, and you've trained new volunteers um, at Beaumont Hospital in uh, the Detroit area. 
You survived Addison disease for decades with no incidents. I, I, again, that's absolutely inspiring. And, and um, you've been the recipient of the prestigious 2013 Richard Torp Award for the Coin Laundry Association. The list goes on and on and on. We could spend our entire time going that, but I really think the exciting part is to be able to hear from you and to uh, shed some of your wisdom, your life wisdom, on the psychology of creative marketing. Welcome, Steve Bean. Yes, thank you very much. It's a, always a pleasure, actually. And um, I think that what I should do to start out is to define what marketing really is. Uh, I, I think that a lot of people uh, confuse marketing with sales or whatever they, they, the term they, they intend to place on it. But the fact of the matter is that marketing includes everything. How you price your product, how you design your product, um, uh, how you uh, sell your product. So sales is part of marketing. It's not all of marketing. And um, how you advertise your product uh, and so forth and so on. So marketing, marketing is a broad term. Um, the building blocks of all customer relationships are the words we use. And too often marketers in their haste don't use the words that maximize the relationship. Mm -hmm. The typical business person uses dispassionate language sending a dispassionate message. Makes sense. For example, the use of if and when. So if I were to discuss uh, auto insurance with you and I want you to buy some, I would say when you have a claim. But if I want you to buy the car, uh, I don't want to suggest anything will happen. So I will say if anything ever goes wrong. Uh, we'll be there for you to rectify the problem. This is called information optimizing. In fact, every marketer has the power to change the target's perception without changing the facts, because changing the facts would be, um, uh, you know, certainly unethical. Uh, remember, if uh, if it's conditional, if is conditional, and when implies certainty. Big difference perceptually on the part of the recipient. Your points coming out and making that difference uh whether something is conditional or not conditional is it seems like a small point but in reality it's huge it's a very 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 important point uh, my next rule that i use in all of my advertising is called the generic determination rule which is one of the most powerful rules in your arsenal for example one month seems longer than 30 days the lesson here is perceived time is a psychological key that can unlock the door of buyer receptivity. What this means is that the general category used, such as month or day, exercises greater control over human reaction than the number uh, associated with it. Uh, does it work? You bet it does. A half hour appears to be longer than 30 minutes. The rule says a generic determination rule uh, reaction rules more than. The numbers. That being true, 60 minutes seems to be less than one hour. I believe that if the TV show 60 Minutes name was changed to one hour, <laughs> rating would plummet. This is not trivial. You can control the re at recipient's reaction without changing the facts, of which, of course, would be uh, you know an unethical thing to do. So the idea of perceived time is very, very interesting because time in itself is uh, is 
you know, is happening no matter what. And what I'm hearing you say is, is that the way we present it, if it's a half hour or if it's 30 minutes, is going to completely change our messaging. And I think that's an extremely important point. Yes, it, it is a very important point. And most people pay no attention to it because they're not really aware of it. Uh, and finally, uh, what I call the chronology rule, for example, seems to imply a longer period of time. Established in 1981 or more than 20 years ago at this location. The key here is it does the experiential background of the recipient uh, include a date within their adult lives. And the years appear longer. Um, last example is telling your friend, I have, uh, not, I haven't seen you for 10 years, suggests a continuously long gap. And then I haven't seen you since 1990. So the choice of your words is, is very, very, very important. Um, marketing is a science that actually falls under the category of psychology and using these rules will give you the chance of a lifetime and a lifetime of chance. Uh, it's, it's what it's all about. It's the control the the recipient controls what what the recipient hears. Um, the marketing rules you just heard, uh, if used properly, will change your success rate dramatically. I've done it countless and countless times, and not only giving speeches around the country, but in print advertising as well. It's um, it's highly unlikely, in my view, that your competitors don't even know of them. Um, just hearing this podcast will cause them to panic. In fact, I just checked them on radar. They're somewhere over the Atlantic. Now that's justice. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. And you know, as, as I'm hearing you talk about and breaking down the different pieces, really unpacking the different pieces of the that big package of the psychology of creative marketing, it really does seem that by knowing this, you're going to have a serious advantage over the competition, as you've just said, but you're also going to be able to do something else. You're going to be able to be in the driver's seat, acting with knowledge and acting with control, how exactly you want the recipient uh, to hear your message. In other words, in other words, not only are you going to be able to, you know, have some really good tricks up your sleeve, but you're actually going to be in real control. How do I want the audience? How do I want the 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 the, the potential buyer to actually, you know, understand my product or my service? So it really puts control, doesn't it, back into the hand of the hands of the seller. Yes, it's exactly what it does. It it provides you with a methodology that will work it is ethical it is legal it is proper and your competitors really in as a group know very little about uh, the, this subject matter for example um one of my favorite things to do is to watch infomercials mm -hmm. i age your kick out of infomercials and i watch them from beginning to end they're amazing to me because they establish in me what i refer to as the glue factor I stick to my seat. I watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I never get. I can't get enough. It's it's a phenomenal thing. But they do this by design, and I I am a recipient of their design. And even though I know what they're doing, I still am captivated by by the entire subject matter. So if you have a if you have a method to your to your system, and you know what it is, it's not just a conversation. It's not just a bunch of words. 
It's a designed, designed approach. So that means that when you're sitting, when you, Steve Bean, are sitting in front of an infomercial, are you actually able to break it down? Are you actually able to see through it, even though you're glued to your seat? At some point, do you say, okay, I actually know what they're trying to do here? Yes. I, I, I always, I, I happen to know that because that's what I do. But I happen to know that it's, know that along the way. Um, but even though I know it, it works very well. It works very well for them on me uh, because I want to see the next step. I'm interested. In it. I'm pretty much interested in it on a technical level. Um, but I have um, learned to uh, to be able to dissect what they're doing. When these people spend a fortune on doing a doing, a, it could be up to an hour uh, infomercial. Uh, they're not. They're not just throwing money to the wind. They get it. They understand what they're doing, and they get a very large response based upon the target audience numbers. How, how long did it take you to kind of become a, an expert in the psychology of creative marketing? I mean, is this, is this something that, that took a while? And, and the second question is, is, is it, you know, where can people learn more if they wanted to really get control of how they do their marketing? Yeah, it took a long time for me to, to figure out um, that, the basis for all marketing is an understanding of applied psychology because you're talking to other people. You're not, you're not a veterinarian. You're not talking to a, you're not talking to a dog or a cat or a parakeet. You're talking to other people. They get, they, they understand the words that you're saying. Um, and it, it took me quite a while to figure out uh, the methodology to be used and what really, really penetrates the, the, the communication barrier. And there, there's a communication barrier. And um, so it took me years, actually, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a few decades. But I, but I always felt that, um, that the, the basis for a successful marketer is his or her knowledge of the science of psychology. And it, it, with that being said, once you have mastered the psychology of creative marketing, does marketing then, and by extension, selling, become easier in other words does it become you know uh, less less of a burden because i know you know i I talk to a lot of people who are marketing and who are doing marketing and are doing sales and sometimes people can get very very frustrated and one of the things they get frustrated about is the amount of effort and time and energy that they spend on it without the kind of results that they had expected okay so um i'm wondering if it becomes you know, something that you have to do versus something that you like to do. Most people run across a problem of communication in the first place. They, they're never quite sure what to say, whether, you know, who, who they're dealing with or, or, or how to cut conversation. Um, but I'm always aware of who I'm dealing with. And I, I tend to use uh, the right techniques mm-hmm. that work on them. Whether they know it or not is unimportant. Uh, the results are what really counts. Now, you have extensive experience um, both running uh, a, uh, the coin la- a coin laundry, uh, having mentored uh, others to do that and helping them set up their businesses. You've written extensively on the subject. Can you share an example of uh, one you know, creative marketing strategy that you've done regarding coin laundry? Sure. I mean, I've, 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 uh, the best way to observe people 
is to observe people. Hmm. So I was in my laundry one day and I noticed that people would pull up to the front of the parking lot. They would get out, bring their laundry in, put it in the washers and dryers and sit down. And um, so I decided that this would be an, a wonderful opportunity to point out something that they need. It's like Steve Jobs pointed out that you needed a cell phone. You never knew you needed a cell phone until he told you you did. Then you said, yeah, that's what I need, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So this had to do with washing their floor mats in their car. It's always a problem to find a place to wash them. How do you do it? Where? When do you go? Uh, and then you got to take time out of your day and you got to take the floor mats out and you got to wash them and you got to dry them and so on. So I so I said, um, why don't I put up a big sign that says, you know, something about why don't you bring your floor mats in here now? You're now here. You're here anyway. This will be a good time for you to do it. It's not intruding in your time. And they began to bring him in like uh, and flock in the door in order to get their floor mats done because they never thought they could find an easy way to do so. Wow, that's brilliant. That is that that truly is a, a creative and also using your uh, expertise in psychology to, I guess, really understand the human condition. I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Do you think that the same principles of creative marketing that say you've done with uh, Coin Laundry can be applied literally to any business? Is there any business that that would could not uh, benefit from the psychology of creative marketing none that i know of and those businesses that are highly successful do create do creative marketing uh, i came up i came up with another one too by just by observing people uh, i noticed that when people um, would uh, come into our laundry they would um, they take their clothes they put them in a washer and a dryer and sit down they didn't want to be me me or the attendant in their face uh, I believe in permission. I believe in permission marketing. So I developed a um, a way of getting permission from them by them asking me to talk to them about another of our products. And it's a it's a badge that my attendants wear that said, "You could be done now. Ask me how." So they would approach me and say, "I don't understand the badge. What does the badge mean? Talk to me about it. What does it mean?" I say, "Well, if you." If you you um, if you drop off your laundry, uh, we'll do it for you, and you don't have to waste any more time here. And that caught on to the person sitting next to them, and they would then now be happy to engage me in conversation, which resulted in even more sales. Amazing, amazing! That's a really amazing example. Listen, I'm sure you you have as a lifetime businessman and and ha- having integrated your study and your scholarship in psychology, uh, that mix has obviously proven very well for you. You've seen a lot of things. So any final comments, any advice for people who may be starting out or thinking about going into business, and which involves marketing, or maybe they're working for a company or for an organization, and they're thinking about marketing, any, any kind of, you know, well, standing on one foot, as they say, uh, uh, ideas or advice that you would give anybody who just now is saying, you know what, that's I think I want to give that a go. How would you how would you direct them? Well, if you have if you believe in your product, OK, uh, and you're fundamentally sound in your product, you can't misrepresent that to yourself um, because if your fundamentals are correct, everything else is really just a matter of detail. 
But if your fundamentals are, are not correct, you got an error in the premise that will appear in the conclusion. And the light at the end of the tunnel is definitely the train coming at you. And you don't really want that to happen. So I would say that, that if I was advising somebody and all the fundamentals are correct, then it's just a matter of um, understanding and believing in the psychology of creative marketing. And I would, uh, I would um, take a few uh, courses in introductory psychology so that you can appreciate that, that uh, the message sent is determined by the, by the recipient, not by the sender. And, and, and have a sales pitch or a sales strategy or marketing strategy prepared before you even make the first presentation. So I think I think that that, that would be that would be my my main piece of advice. That if you, if you uh, if you want to win the battle, you got to have the weapons. And in, there's no sense uh, wasting time uh, without the right weapons in your arsenal because it'll cost you money, and you're wasting that money when you don't have to do so. So you, that that's what I when I give speeches around the country, and I have spoken from, from the West Coast to the East Coast, um, I, I try to impart that message that, that it, it's, not, it's not so much how you say, it's what you say, and how you say what you say. So that those are, those are the, the, uh, the information uh, inputs that I would give them, and um, those people that follow them uh, generally do extremely well. Fantastic. Well, this has been fun. It's been insightful. It's been constructive. You've given some real practical tools uh, as far as creative uh, psychology of creative marketing is concerned. Loved your stories and just benefiting from your life uh, wisdom here. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really glad that we've had this conversation today and um, looking forward to more conversations, which we'll be having with the uh, Bean and Bowman podcast. Uh, where we'll be continuing to explore life wisdoms. Welcome, everybody, to keep on listening and to uh, share this podcast with your family and friends and your coworkers. And uh, thank you so much. Take care. Yep, you do the same.